Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium podcast. This is day 1063 of our trek, and it is time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on with this trek that we call life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer your questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask Dad or Gramps questions about many areas of life. Understanding ourselves better and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Ennea refers to nine and Graham refers to a drawing. Check out today or a prior week's wisdom journal for representation of it. I have also included a one-page Enneagram summary created by Beth McCord. If you'd like to download this graphic, click on the picture in today's wisdom journal. For additional insights, I recommend the book, The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. Many weeks ago, we concluded the deep dive into the nine personality types, which are the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Thirteen weeks ago, we began a series of episodes on type combinations. What are the potential relationship benefits and issues with each combination? Covering all 45 different potential type combinations takes about a total of 15 weeks, but is very valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are or the type whom you interact with each day. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journal each Friday to see the diagrams presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, keep in mind though, it is still only a tool and cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are responsible for all the decisions and actions that we make in life, and they must be in harmony with God's precepts. So our question for today is, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So let's start in with our Enneagram type combinations for today. And the first one is the Enneagram type 7, the enthusiast, with the Enneagram type 7, the enthusiast. What each type brings to the relationship. As with all double nine relationships, two Enneagram 7s generally bring the same qualities to each other. Therein lies both the main source of attraction as well as one of the main pitfalls. Thus, the level of health of each person is especially important for these type of relationships as they are dominant instincts. The key characteristics of the double seven relationships are easy to spot. They are high energy, spontaneity, frequent travel and entertainment, 
and an interest in anything that is new or promises to open up new possibilities. If both sevens are psychologically healthy and well-balanced, there's a noteworthy joyness and a sense of abundance that permeates the relationship and which spills out to everyone around them. A healthy double seven relationship is emphatically happy, even radiant or exuberant, and both parties enjoy sharing their happiness with as many other people as possible. They are thoughtful, sensitive, idealistic, hospitable, and generous. Double seven couples are sociable and unusually good company for others as much as they are with each other. Each brings to the relationship a spirit of personal freedom that is noteworthy. Neither wants to be tied down by routines or empty formal commitments. And so both sevens are determined to not to impose many rules or expectations on the other. They want their relationship to be guided by the fact that both parties positively want to be with the other rather than feeling that they are locked into some sort of constricting set of obligations. Both sevens bring a sense of possibility, open-endedness, experimentalism, and a realism that enables them to build a life together, all the while making it an enjoyable experience for themselves and their circle of family and friends. Double sevens pairings are optimistic and resilient, and they often are ready to pick themselves up and start all over again when they do run into difficulties. Gratitude for the relationship and for finding each other is their guiding spirit. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between an Enneagram Type 7 with an Enneagram Type 7? Building a relationship usually takes a long time together, and patience to weather the disappointments and disillusionments that are usually part of the picture. One of the main problems with a double seven relationship is they are impatient, and they want the relationship to be more complete and developed than it really is. While double sevens pairings have no lack of energy or and high expectations for their relationships, they may find it difficult to stay with both themselves and the other as both work through the growing pains of a relationship. As time goes on, the relationship is no longer a stimulating experience that it once was. Sevens begin to turn their attention to elsewhere, possibly to work or their other involvements. Both sevens feel that somewhere in the world exists a perfect person for them. Sevens are terrified about missing out on whatever in life they are meant to have. They hate the feeling that by committing themselves to one thing, whether it is a person or a place to live or a career, that they are limiting their lives in some fundamental way. In short, sevens tend to be commitment adverse, and it is a measure of their psychological help when they can commit relatively easily and permanently to someone. In a double seven relationship, this problem is compounded, and one of the sevens must be the first to risk commitment and possible rejection. Another problem with double sevens relationship is both of them tend to be impulsive and irreverent, often saying and doing whatever brings relief in the heat of the moment. During arguments, things are said that cannot be unsaid, and feelings may be irreparably hurt by either. Both can be insensitive, self-centered, and unreliable. Both tend to crave constant stimulation, which can lead to a hectic social life. This can be exciting if both parties do things together, but if they begin to have separate interests and a separate set of friends, then their social lives will pull them apart. They may begin to have little time for each other or for their family. Someone is bound to feel left out, at least on some level, and each seven is determined that that will not be them. Let's move on to the next type combination now, which is the Enneagram Type 7, the Enthusiast, with the Enneagram Type 8, the Challenger. What each type brings to the relationship. 
Both Enneagram type 7s and 8s are highly self-assertive, independent, and strong-willed. Both types also resist being controlled or limited by authorities or even by their internal psychological mechanisms. Once someone, or even their inner voice, says do not, both 7s and 8 responds with defiance and a desire to push the limits, whatever they may be. Both types are practical, this world-oriented, and not necessarily worldly or materialistic, but concerned with the concrete affairs and finding happiness and fulfillment in the here and now. Neither likes to postpone their satisfactions or settle for vague promises about the future. Both tend to overspend their budget on a bountiful lifestyle that is the source of pleasure for themselves and their family and friends. They love to entertain and, and offer the best there is to others as a sign of their generosity and as a signal of their success and standing in the world. Both are high-energy people, often gifted with vitality and gusto for life that is noteworthy. A 7-8 combination couple can get a tremendous amount done and are revitalized by staying active. They are adventuresome and are willing to try new things in their relationships. They are both extremely outspoken and do not hold themselves back from voicing their own opinion or making their needs known. Sevens bring more lightness and a sense of fun and excitement, trying something new and different for the sake of keeping things fresh and stimulating. They are also usually more talkative of the two. Sevens are usually highly engaging storytellers and reconteurs, turning their adventures or catastrophes to, into entertaining tales. Eights are usually surprisingly more reserved and moody than is often recognized, and they rely on sevens to lighten the atmosphere and to make their practical affairs more fun and enjoyable. Eights also bring directness, decisiveness, and a willingness to face difficult situations with determination and persistence. But what are the potential trouble spots or issues between an Enneagram Type 7 and an Enneagram Type 8? While the 7-8 couple can be an extremely productive, high-energy pair, problems may begin if the constructive outlets for their energy are thwarted or misguided. 7s and 8s both need to find positive outlets for their abundant energy and interest, and if they do not, they will inevitably discover destructive ways of releasing them. They may also begin to turn against each other or to bring each other down into a kind of dark collusion that can have tragic consequences for the both of them. Both sevens and eights are extremely strong-willed and independent, and so both resist being controlled by the other, often taunting the other with their lack of influence over them. Eights tend to be more authoritarian and bullying, ordering the sevens around and making threats if they are disobeyed. Sevens will attempt to avoid being controlled and can become highly insulting and contemptuous of the eights and their heavy-handed tactics. Both types will flaunt the other's inability to have their way, as if their defiance was a badge of honor. Both types can be extremely selfish and self-centered, feeling that the world revolves around them and their desires. Of course, this builds in the likelihood of conflicts. Both types can be verbally crude and insulting, frequently saying things that the other types might only occasionally allow themselves to think. Their fights can be gargantuan brawls and public scenes, in which physical abuse and violence may also play a significant part. The problem is, however, that both types tend to be addicted to excitement and the adrenaline rush of reckless behavior. Once they have begun to build a relationship on a certain level of physical excitement, whether it is from sexuality or violence, it is difficult for this couple to turn back to something more moderate. 
Anything less than being death-defying seems lifeless and boring. They may, however, push their limits once too far, with tragic consequences not only for their relationship, but for everyone else around them. And let's move on to our third type combination for today, which is the Enneagram Type 7, the Enthusiast, with the Enneagram Type 9, the Peacemaker. What each type brings to the relationship. Enneagram 7s and 9s are one of the most often seen pairings of the types because they bring a good mix of similar and opposite qualities. Fundamentally, 7s and 9s are both positive outlook types who are optimistic, upbeat, and prefer to avoid conflicts and negatives in their lives and in their relationships. Both types are friendly, sociable, and generally happy with themselves and with their lives. Neither are typically introspective or brooding, preferring to get on with things rather than to look backwards or to stew over the failures or disappointments. Both are able to forgive and forget and to make the best of their limitations, whatever they may be. They might be separated physically or have few financial means, but sevens and nine can make the best of their circumstances and continue to build a future together. Both tend to be practical, although both can have a romantic streak and a physicality that adds a spice to their relationship. Both are also often funny and can make even the most mundane events pleasurable or pleasant. Sevens provide stimulations, nine provides the audience. On the complementary opposite side, sevens are more active and self-assertive than nines, and they tend to take initiative, to make plans, and to have multiple interests, and to provide the energy for the couple. Sevens are mentally quick, self-confident, curious, open to new experiences, and resilient when there are setbacks. They bring fun, sparkle, and a sense of adventure. Nines bring a sense of steadiness, support, and acceptance to the relationship. They tend to be more sympathetic and soft-hearted than the sevens, as well as being more relaxed and undemanding of themselves and their environment, including other people. Nines are also often generous and willing to make personal sacrifices to help others and to make them happy. Their personal simplicity and uncomplicatedness mesh well with the more assertive qualities of the sevens. As long as neither takes advantage of the other, there is a good balance between energy and relaxation in this couple. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between an Enneagram Type 7 and the Enneagram Type 9? One of the main areas for potential problems is the fact that neither 7s nor 9s are usually adept at working through the negative or painful aspects of their lives or of their relationships. Both would prefer everything to be kept on the positive side. Neither one wants to fall into the possibility of depression or to otherwise cut off their chances for happiness. At most, they will briefly acknowledge a problem or a conflict in their relationship by blaming the other. Both types tend to become anxious, critical, and edgy when under stress, taking these things out on someone else rather than working through their negative feelings themselves. Both types tend to be blind to their own share of responsibilities, for now the relationship has deteriorated, including their own contribution to communication problems. Nines tend to collapse in the face of the seventh's angry demands, withdrawing into silence and eventually inaction. They become increasingly unable to make sense of the seven's grievances, and so they become stubborn and shut down further, with an occasional outburst of anger or anxiety, or both. Of the two types, sevens are far more equipped to talk about whatever is bothering them than the nines, although this does not mean that the sevens are necessarily more able to face what is really bothering them, much less resolve it. 
sevens tend to impulsively say whatever comes to their mind and to follow into an excessive verbal abuse of the nines whenever the sevens feel frustrated. Sevens often feel that the nines are too checked out and unresponsive to them. Nines seem perpetually indecisive, slow, and ineffectual. Sevens' criticism and outright contempt for the unresponsiveness of the nines only makes the nines retreat further from them and disengage from the situation. However, sevens often feel that they cannot help themselves and honesty demands that they tell the nines how unhappy they are with them. One of the sunniest and most carefree couples can become most hopelessly tortured if they are unwilling or unable to really talk with each other. And that covers the 14th group of three for a total of 42 out of 45 possible type combinations. Next week will be our final episode on type combinations as we work our way through all the numbers. Regardless of your personality type and the personality types of those whom you interact with, both in person and online, we must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Ramp episode. We will explore the final three type combinations and how best to maintain a meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we discover will allow you to unlock who you are as you travel on this trek of life and discover more about yourself and how you impact others in God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on what is most important in life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to in the past 1,062 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life, Together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.